lost the weight upon my shoulder. Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid to fall. Welcome to the podcast today. We have my daughter Whitney Garn back for her second interview. Whitney's yeah. so fun. It's a really fun interview today. We had her with us in our, I guess, so-called studio. Yeah. <laughs> our podcast studio. Yep. And I just felt like it was a really fun conversation with so many transitions. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were trying to decide what to name this episode. And so Lindsay had texted me like, what do you think? What, what are some of your ideas? Because we have to talk about, I don't know, five, six different transitions. Yeah. And yeah. so Whitney was with me. I'm like, what should we name your episode and she's like hella transitions yeah <laughs> so maybe so that will be a we'll lot see. of those so that might be the, <laughs> the title. title yeah yeah but she's um I think like a good summary she's a college age slash kind of entering adulthood and so she kind of talks about that year of the different transitions that she went through and and I like it because it's like she's fun and down to earth but she also doesn't really sugarcoat things like no she's, she's really honest yeah and she has a really good way with words and describing does, things yeah. and yeah. yeah and it's just really good she's really fun and so I guess we could say she, she talks about going to college, um, kind of deciding to switch and play soccer at a different college, mm-hmm. study abroad, then competing in soccer again, like kind of going back to, yeah. To and that. kind of now trying to figure out after playing another year of soccer, what she wants to do. Cause she'll need to switch colleges again. Mm-hmm. So, and kind of just mindset shifts too. I think yeah. she talked a lot about that and kind of like how to get yourself out of funks and, and just things yeah, that we her all first go year of college was really hard for her. Yeah. And so she talks about that and how she kind of had to put herself out there and kind of fight through it. And so I think this is a good episode for anybody, but really for college students, for parents whose kids are going to college or soon going to college. Um, yeah. And if you're interested in playing sports in college or studying abroad, like she had some really good advice, I think. Yeah. And even just, I think parents with kids of any age, because I think it's good to start thinking about you know, just kind of preparing ourselves for like when our kids get older and what kind of things they might go through, what kind of transitions and right. just the lessons learned. Cause you give some good perspective too, of like from the parents perspective, what you kind of learned through her going through. Yeah, I kind of projected on, Oh, it'll be the same as my experience. And it was not the same as my experience. So I had to learn to let her have her own to listen, you know, and give advice, but not try to project what I think she should do or how yeah. she should do it. So, but you did a great job it's, yeah. and it's good. It was just really fun too. She's funny and we laugh a lot. Yeah, she's just fun. cute. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So it's good. Yeah. So um, before we hop into the episode, we thought we would chat just for a minute more about our book club that we kind of announced last week. Yeah. And, and it's evolving every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we're like changing it a little bit here and there, but we're just really excited about it. We've had some good reception already. People saying like, oh, I'm so excited to read along. And so yeah, just make sure um, we posted like the books and the descriptions on our Instagram. So if you're following there you like can be updated with everything. And, um, so it's lessons in chemistry by Bonnie Garmus and Atlas of the heart by Brene Brene Brown. Brown. Yeah. And we'll see as we get into the conversation, which whether we Mm -hmm. have, we discuss it on the same episode or two separate episodes. Mm -hmm. When I was reminiscing about my book clubs, I've been in, I was thinking about my California book club and I just loved it so much because it was just a variety of people of different ages. Um, And I loved all their perspective because it was so different. Like if you're a six-year-old woman reading a book, you might look at a book differently and have different perspectives than someone. And back then I was like in my twenties and thirties, it's like, it was so cool. And Mm so we thought it'd be awesome if anybody's interested. Yeah. (laughs) If you read the book and you have, you love to discuss books, like we could have you on the episode when we discuss it. Yeah. So if you're like, wow, I love this book. I have so much to say about it, or I have thoughts on it, or you just, whatever, come like yeah. reach out and say, yeah, reach Hey, out. we want to, you know, so we thought it'd be cool on the episodes when we talk about it, to have a guest, um, sometimes, or maybe every time that yeah. like kind of joins with us and chats with us about it. So let us know if you're interested and just shout out to my California book club. I miss you guys. It was such a fun book club. And then we had one here in our neighborhood for a while mm-hmm. that I also miss. And so shout out to that book club. Cause it was really fun. Yeah. And I feel like each one of the book clubs had one girl that really like was the one that like put it out there and made sure everybody came. And yeah. then when they moved away, it kind of fizzled out. So mm-hmm. we've missed it and hope that this kind of takes its place. And yeah, 
yeah. Thing, so. Yeah. And don't feel like, so we are in Utah, but if, even if you're outside of Utah, you yes. can still, because we can like video chat and, and it actually works really well. Yeah. yeah. But if you are in Utah, we love to like close by, you know, you can always come in person with us too. It's fun to kind of yeah. sit around the table and mm-hmm. chat as a conversation, you know, just yes. a normal conversation. So, yes. so fun. yeah, reach out and make sure you, yeah, we're, I guess we're planning to kind of like have the books read by the end of February and yeah. then do our episodes around that time. Yeah. But then we'll try to start doing it monthly. We just felt like yeah. we started a little late and with the holidays and everybody getting Yeah. To and like two books, we're trying to still decide, Oh, will we, will every month we do two books or right. switch off? We'll see. But yeah. So okay. yeah. Enjoy Whitney's episode. It's great. Yes. And thanks Whitney. You're amazing. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> listening. All right. Welcome to the beautiful shifts podcast today. We have Whitney Garn with us today. Hi guys. Glad to be back. Yes. yes. Welcome back, Whitney. Chantel's daughter. So we had Whitney on last year, November. So it's kind of fun. It's like, um, well this, anyway, so it's fun. It's about a year later. So we get to hear what's been going on with Whitney and some of her perspective, like looking back on the transition to college and what that has been like. I'm excited. So, yeah. Let's yeah. get started. All right. Why don't you remind our audience a little bit about you? Okay, so my name is Whitney Garn. I'm 19 years old, and I am a sophomore in college. I went to Utah State for my freshman year, and I'm now playing soccer at Slick for my sophomore year. Yay! And, yeah, that's about it. All right. <laughs> Maybe we can start with um, that transition really quick. Like, why did you decide to leave Utah State, and what inspired you to go play soccer again? Because I know that you were done with soccer. I was done. <laughs> At the end of my senior year of high school, I was just over it. I My hip hurt. I had some hip surgery, and it just, like, was not it. And I don't really know exactly why I was so burnt out. I loved my coaches. I loved my teammates. But it was just kind of time for me to be done. And so my freshman year of college, I didn't play soccer. I quit, and I went up to Utah State. And I just really struggled at Utah State. I was not in the best mental headspace ever. I came home almost every weekend. I stayed at my apartment on the days that I was actually there. I didn't really go do anything. I like barely went to class. I did the bare minimum to get the A, but I never went to class. And so I think spring semester rolled around and we had to start making our semester or we had to start making our schedules for the next fall. And I just could not get myself to make a schedule. I was like, I don't even want to be here right now. Why would I plan my schedule for next fall? And so we, our family was watching this movie one Saturday called The 96 Effect. Yes. That's what it's called. And it's pretty much just about all these awesome women in 1996 who like finally had the chance to go play their sport in the Olympics. And so I think, I think all of the sports like soccer, gymnastics, um, what else was it? Softball, basketball. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all of the women's sports in 1996 won the Olympic gold. And so of course, watching that, you're going to feel so inspired and be like, Oh my gosh, I love soccer again. Like I want to, so I was watching that and just got super inspired. And I was like, wow, I actually miss soccer. I miss playing it. I miss watching it and just kind of being surrounded by it all the time. And so I kind of just, as a joke, was like, maybe I'll text the Salt Lake Community College coach because she wanted me to go play for the year before, but I ended up quitting. And so my dad was like, yeah, I mean, you might as well. And so I kind of just entertained the idea for a couple weeks, and I was like, okay, I don't want to reach out if I'm just on this high from this movie, from watching Kate, my little sister, play. So I slept on it for a couple weeks. I still never made my Utah State schedule. I just, like, really thought about it. A couple of my friends from high school went to Slick, so I talked to them about, like, how they liked soccer, if they liked the coaches, and all that stuff. And then one day I remember I was up at Utah State at the gym, and I texted my dad, and I was like, I just keep thinking about it, and I think I want to text the coach. And my dad said something like, life is too short, just do it. Like, the worst she could say is no. And so I texted the Salt Lake community coach and then she got back to me within a couple hours and was kind of surprised, but she was like, let's hop on a phone call and just talk about it. So we ended up calling the next day and then the next day after that, I think she texted me and I was at the gym again with all my friends and she was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that you have a spot if you want it. So I never made a Utah State fall schedule and I packed up and went home and now I play soccer. It's like, nice. 
as her mother's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, it was funny because when he watched that, I think we all got emotional about it. I think it was, yeah. so it was, was it basketball, soccer, softball, and gymnastics? Yeah. And I was in high school in 1996, and I remember mm-hmm. that um, oh. Olympics because I loved gymnastics at the time, and I, it was so fun to watch and so exciting, and it was kind of like, I feel like it was a change in our lives, like in history. Like it switched things over for girls to have a better chance of playing high-level sports and more mm-hmm. – you know, schools had more opportunities for girls to play. Like my, in high school, like we only had a soccer team, maybe my junior and senior year of high school. We didn't have one, you know, it was new. So I just think it was a really cool turn in our lives for women's soccer and all the sports. So I, we all, we watched it and we were like, I kind of felt like that too. I'm like, I wonder if she's just on a high because this was, it inspired me and I don't do any of these sports. Yeah. <laughs> it made me want to like go compete in something. Yeah. Um, and then Kate like loved it. Um, Winnie's little sister and play soccer. And so when she said she might do it, we were all like, I'm like, okay, that would be so fun. And it kind of started as a joke too. Yeah, I was like, what if I just played soccer again? That'd be so crazy. And it actually wasn't a joke. And I actually do play (laughs) soccer again and I love it now. So yeah, it was like one of those things where I didn't, I mean, I was a little bit sad you quit soccer, but I just wanted you to do whatever you wanted to do. I didn't want you to do something you were not enjoying because you weren't enjoying it the last few months. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, I feel like it was like this pleasant surprise like that we got to go back and start watching Whitney play again and like I don't know watch her fall in love with the sport all over again I feel like yeah your fall got super busy yeah I went from like oh I have two kids in sports oh never mind I'm gonna have three kids in sports again yeah and college (laughs) sport which is like way involved yeah 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 so that's really cool that's fun well I okay I think it's super cool I haven't watched that movie but now I really want to watch it with my family I think that sounds so cool remember what i feel like it was apple tv okay okay we'll have to check it out but um i wondered like going back in your story a little bit like is there anything about that first year of college that you would want to tell listeners like maybe people that have kids that age of the college or maybe even people your own age that are listening like what um I don't know, like lessons that you learned about how to get through that. And was it just that you had to give it time? Cause I know like once you ended up leaving, you actually came to like mm-hmm. Utah state. Right. So what do you think finally got you to the point that you did like it? Was it just like kind of a mindset shift or do you feel like it just took time to get used to that? I feel like we all have this idea like, like, Oh, college life. It seems so fun and move mm-hmm. away. And, but it probably isn't the case all the time, yeah. maybe even not the majority of the time for kids. So I think I love that because it's like a realistic like you're telling a realistic story, not this right. idealized version of college life or whatever, you know? Yeah. So anyway, wondered if you want to expand on that a little bit. Um, I think it did take some time. I think it definitely took longer than the average college student. I think I was just kind of struggling. And then I would say my first piece of biggest advice would just to be to tell somebody. I don't think my mom even knew or like mm-hmm. my parents even knew how much I like hated it and like didn't want to be there at all. And so I think when I did tell them that, it was hard for them to hear because they just thought I was enjoying it because I never brought it up to them and never told them. And so, and then I think that also telling them was hard because, not to throw you under the bus, mom, but like my mom loved her college experience and loved her roommates and loved her friends and like loved everything about college. And so I think since I didn't tell her I was struggling, that's just kind of what she thought I was experiencing. And then when she found out all of a sudden that I wasn't, it was like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't your experience great? Like, mine was great, which I know it comes from love and whatever, but I think if I would have told my parents sooner, just been like, hey, like, I don't know what's going on, like, especially because it's not me. Mm. I'm like, not, like, I love change. I was so excited to move out. I'm a very social, like, hardworking person, but I just, like, was not working hard in school. I was not enjoying it. I never wanted to go out, and, like, I never wanted to meet new people. I just was in my apartment all the time, and so... I think if I would have told my parents that a little sooner, even though that is hard to be vulnerable like that, yeah. I think that would have benefited me more because they could have been there more to support. And I think because I waited so long to tell them, it was much more of like a blow up in my face event than it would have been like when I was supposed to go. Cause I came home during Christmas break and I had to go back in January and I just could not do it. Like I was sitting on my bed, just bawling and I was like I literally can't go back but I think if I would have told my parents that I was struggling sooner those emotions wouldn't have been so crazy chaotic right and I still maybe wouldn't have wanted to go back and I maybe would have felt the same way but I, it wouldn't have been like 
oh my gosh, I have to tell my parents that I hate college and that I want to quit and that I want to move home like all in a couple of days. Like it all came at once. Yeah. Right? Instead of being like when it first started, like in October being like, mom, I actually am like struggling. I don't really know what's going on. Like, I just feel like, so that would be my first piece of yeah, advice. I is, think that's great. As hard as it is, if you are struggling, please tell somebody, totally. even if you don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like in my head, I was like, okay, like no one actually likes school. Like I'm just being dramatic. But then I got to a point where I was like, okay, it's more than I just don't like school. Like I actually like am struggling. And so, yeah, I would say just tell somebody, it doesn't have to be your parents. It can be a friend or someone like a teacher or something, yeah. but and then I, I also really quick. Yeah. yeah. You can pitch just in. I'm going to give my little perspective. Yeah. I think as, so I could give advice to parents because it was, it's true. I was projecting on Whitney. I loved college. I couldn't figure out why she didn't love it. And I was trying to fix it. I think I was, yeah. and I was trying to, to guess why, like I was like, Oh, you come home every weekend to train with dad for the marathon, which was really cool. Cause just the other day, um, he was like, I miss running with Whitney. Like, I wish we were, I, we, I missed our conversations. Yeah. I miss spending more time with her. I need to think of other things to do with Whitney right now. I so I know that was such a cool experience and I'm glad you guys had that. And, mm-hmm. but I do think, so I was like, well, it's because you came home every weekend. So you didn't acclimate, you didn't meet friends, you weren't socializing. Um, which I'm sure that was, it could be part of it. Cause you hear like a lot of times they'll say, if you move somewhere, don't leave that place for like six weeks or, you know, or stay there yeah. don't go home. And my friends from California that have kids that have come to Utah to school, that's their experience because they don't get to come home till Thanksgiving. And so they have to, and yes, they have hard days. So anyway, I was like, Oh, we messed that up. We shouldn't have had them do the marathon right there. So I was always trying to fix it for you. Or I was like, Oh, it's just cause your roommates didn't quite work out as well as mine did. And that just makes it hard. So that's the reason. Like I was always trying to like, I think as a mom, you want to, to fix it. You want your, you want your kids to be happy. You want your kids to enjoy whatever's going on in life. But I remember having a conversation with dad, like, like you don't want to see your kids go through hard things, but that's how they learn. And so it was like this, we didn't know as parents, like, do we push her to stay at Utah state or is this her cry for like, like she can't, you know what I, I know it was so hard. It was like, do we push, and I think we like end up kind of giving you this like, okay, you can, you can choose. It's your choice. But if you come home, these are our kind of, this is what we feel like you need to do. Like mm-hmm. find somewhere else to live because we think it's important to be in, on your own and be independent and pay for your, the the room because, or find someone to take your room, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but it was so hard to see you so sad. Like, and, and then even saying that, going back and, you know, dad and I being like, oh my gosh, was that the right thing to do? <laughs> like, are we pushing her? Like, and because you'd never really had like struggles like that, it was kind of like, wait, what is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, cause you are so social and I thought you would meet lots of friends and just always be out and doing and going. And I think, I think it was easy for me instead of asking you if you did stuff, I would just almost like, oh yeah, she must be doing something fun. Yeah. And it was so. Cause that's normally <laughs> what I would be doing. Right. So I was like, okay, well she didn't tell me she was sad or that she was home. So that must mean she's out having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, but that's kind of denial. That wasn't facing it and talking to you like, and yeah. And I didn't know you were struggling because when you were home, you were happy. So when you came home and you were with the family and you're training with dad and you're hanging out with your boyfriend, like you were happy. So I didn't know when you went home that it was so hard. And it was probably kind of easy for her to compartmentalize. Like, yeah, I'm home. I'm going to, you know, have fun and, and enjoy it. But then going back and feeling that like sadness or whatever. And anyway, I, something that stood out to me as you were talking, I was like, there's this quote that comes to my mind a lot that was shared on some podcast by a therapist, but he said like 80% of healing is just like saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. And that is what, when you were saying that, and like, I'm not saying that would have solved your problem, but I think it's so wise that you're looking back and being like, maybe just talking about it, but you can totally see why you didn't. Cause you didn't want to like disappoint your parents or you didn't want to cause this drama and be like, Oh, I'm not having as fun, but I think you're wise to realize now, like maybe if I would have talked about it a little sooner. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought that was great advice that you have for other kids. And, and then also as us as parents, like what you're saying, Chantel, I feel like, yeah, like then when they do come, come to us, then it's our job to try to like come up with solutions, but also mm-hmm. just support them, you know? So I think Anyway, obviously it was a learning experience, but I think you're both just giving an awesome like example of how parents can get through these things with kids. Cause this is tricky, you know, yeah. and technically, yeah, you're graduated from high school and 18's a quote unquote adult, but like you've never done this before. Yeah, I don't like, know what I'm doing. yeah. You don't know. And that's a lot to go out on your own. And plus you're even young for your grade, right? Like you were probably barely 18. When do you turn 18? In April. Yeah. So you're so, youngish. I mean, you know, not super young, yeah. but like you were, you know, 
barely 18. Like you're getting out on your own for the first time. I mean, there's just a lot. Anyway, I just love you guys. Your guys is like openness and vulnerability about it. Cause this to me is real life. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. is real. You know what I mean? This is what, how yeah. it is for people with these transitions. It's not always easy and smooth selling, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Um, so you said, yeah, talk about it. And then I feel like what you've, what I've heard from Chantil and you, you know, learning about it is then kind of like once spring semester came and stuff, wasn't it getting a little bit better? Like maybe yeah. it actually, it was linked to talking about it, even though maybe it mm-hmm. didn't feel like it at the time. Like you got that off your chest. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just wondering, or what do you feel like was a little bit of a gradual so, you know, change? Yeah. When I got back in January, I told myself, I was like, cause I still, even when I went back in January, I still had like two weeks or something to drop my classes. And so I was still deciding. I was like, I put my, I like full on put my lease on Facebook marketplace. Like Uh I had people asking about it and I still was not for sure. Like I'm going to stay up here for spring semester, but I also was rooming with my best friend and I felt so terrible leaving her. And she is the best person ever. And she's like, Winnie, if that's what you need to do, like if you need to leave, like obviously I'll be so sad, but like, I understand. It's okay. Yeah. And so I got up in January and I still wasn't sure. And then I, someone told me, they were like, if you don't, I was just asking them for advice and they were like, you can do what you want. And if you feel like moving home is the best idea for you, then do that. But I also mentioned that I wanted to go on this study abroad. It's always been a huge goal of mine to do a study abroad. I also really want to learn Spanish. So there's this specific Spanish abroad over the summer And this person was like, if you move home during, like, for the spring semester, I don't feel like you will go on the study abroad. And I was like, what the frig are you talking about? Like, (laughs) this is a goal of mine. Of course I'm going to go on the study abroad. And I thought about Mm -hmm. it and I was like, okay, this is true. I have to be out of the country for more than a month. And I can't even be away from my house for five days. Like, so that kind of also pushed me to be like, okay, like... Maybe I wouldn't be able to go on the study abroad, which is something I really want to do. So maybe I should just stick it out. And then, so I think that kind of helped me switch my mindset because that was like a goal. And I was like, okay, if staying up here is going to get me towards my goal, then I can do it. And then I think it got better and like I got more social and whatever. This sounds so cliche, but I booked my own flight and my own trip to go to Hawaii Mm -hmm. because my friend was living there for a little bit and she said I could come stay with her. And I was like, okay, like it's February it's snowy, it's cold, I'm pale, (laughs) and I'm struggling, and I just need to do something independent, and I need to do something fun that I love, and so I used my own savings, and I planned a trip to uh, Hawaii with my friend, shout out to Reese, she's the best person ever, and so I went to Hawaii, it was so fun, and I came back, and I was like, okay, like, I, because I think just going through all of that fall semester, I was just, like, not feeling myself, I was feeling, like, like I said, like, I'm normally so social, I'm hardworking, I'm outgoing, I'm, like, normally, like, have positive self-talk, like, I love who I am, whatever, and I just was not, I didn't feel anything like myself, and I was like, okay, what do I love to do, and what makes me feel, like, proud of myself, and I was like, okay, I have this travel savings account that I saved up, because I, one of my passions is traveling, so I was like, I'm gonna do that, so I think I came home, and it just kind of gave me a boost of confidence, like, I'm still Whitney, I can still, like, I still do things that I love, like, I I'm feeling more like myself, and then it all just lined up perfectly because I think I got back from February, and me and all my friends started going to this thing called Skaties. If you go to Utah State, please go to Skaties. It's literally <laughs> like the funnest. Skaties was one of the things that helped you. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. And that's, awesome. that's the thing. In fall semester, everyone was like, come to Skaties, come to Skaties, and I just would never go. I was like, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like being around a bunch of people, which was so not like me, and so spring semester I started going to skaties which is just roller skating every Tuesday night from 10 to 12 for only college kids and so I met a ton of people there me and my best friends started meeting this group of friends that we had a good solid group of friends but we just started branching out even more and um just hanging out with even more people and doing more things and so I think that would be my second piece of advice is I know sometimes it is hard with like it was easier for me because I had my best friend with me. I feel like it's easier to go do new things and meet new people when you have like a buddy with you. So it's definitely harder if you're by yourself, but my next piece of advice would just be to go do stuff. Like if you hear about an event and maybe it doesn't sound like the funnest thing ever, like 
the event might not be super fun, but you're going to meet super fun people. And right. so I think that also helped me get out of my little funk. Yeah. You want to call it that? <laughs> Just hanging out with people who like to do the same things as me and who were also super outgoing and super social and actually cared about me. And so I think like getting out and actually meeting people and finding fun things to do also really helped me not just sit and rot in my bed <laughs> for sure right well and I was wondering so back to the Hawaii trip so you booked that like you traveled there all alone right too? yes there were That's some so complications cool. <laughs> oh, I yeah, think I remember that flight uh, there was a missed flight <laughs> oh, and man. I had random sleepover at my mom's friend house <laughs> well was friend's yes. house Holly, in right? shout out to Holly yeah. Weaver that's been on our podcast oh yeah she... and actually Holly's interview was amazing yes, yes. so go back and listen yeah, to her, listen to her. amazing but mm-hmm. she yeah I was like oh my gosh she lives in Vegas I got a call her and she picked you up from the airport took you to Chick-fil-A yep. gave Aww. you somewhere to sleep and then took you back to the airport in the morning so she could catch a different flight to Hawaii oh yes. so people are awesome Shout out to Holly thank you yeah, yeah. but She's still so I cool. just thought like that is really cool that you booked that and that you traveled on your own like that probably gave you a lot of confidence and just like sometimes just doing things independently feels mm-hmm. good you yeah. know what I mean like I can do this it makes you kind of get outside of your little bubble and into yeah. the world whenever I travel I mean, even if it's just going to the airport and seeing all these people, like people are bustling Mm -hmm. around and moving and you're like, wow, the move or not the move. The world is a cool place. Like people are just going and doing. And anyway, I feel like that was very wise in February. Oh, if there's ever a better time to go on a tropical trip, if you can swing it, like February is the time in Utah. So I love that. So I just was remembering when you were deciding to go and I just know how I am. Like I love sun. You do too. Mm -hmm. Like, and I felt like you needed some sort of reset. And, and I was trying to say, it's only January to April. Like it's only four months. Yeah. You can get through this. Like, and if you have something every month to like, look, look forward, forward to, to then yeah. that you yeah. love to do that, maybe that will help you get to the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we really encourage you to go to Hawaii. We're like, yeah. you have a free place to stay. You have a really good friend there. That's super fun. And I do think you did come back. I mean, and you know, you always feel good to be tan and yeah. come back <laughs> and like feel good. And then I do feel like things totally change from there. Mm-hmm. And it could oh, be cool. the combination of skaties, new friends. I think we all need friends, community, people we feel like we can have fun around and be mm-hmm. ourselves around. And I think you had a, a big change there. And do you remember what month it was you decided to play soccer again? Um, I want to say... Mm. I was trying to figure out how it all came together. I have a screenshot of the text dad sent me. <laughs> Okay, so it was actually on Peyton's birthday. It was on April 4th. I texted my dad and I said, I think I want to text the slick coach today and ask when she can talk on the phone, but I'm nervous. And my dad said, life's short, just do it. And so around April was when I was like, hey, I'm not going to go to Utah State. I'm not going to come back. And which is funny because I actually think if I would have waited, like even just a week or two later to text the coach, I actually don't think I would have because I did meet so many cool people and you like that, started to like it huh? yeah that made it feel like and I think also it started warming up the snow was melting I yeah. could do things outside and but yeah I think like two weeks after that is when I really got close with a bunch of cool new people and just like started doing fun things every day so I it's just funny how that works I think if I would have waited a week later I wouldn't have done it and I would have been like oh you know I've, I've met enough people I think I could stay but obviously I'm so glad I did because I love soccer now and it's so awesome but yeah, so I decided to leave Utah State in April, and then me and my best friend ended up crying the day we moved out, which Aww. was so crazy. I was like, I'm <laughs> so actually ironic. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually, I think it was mostly because of her, of her, and I love living with her, and she left on a mission, but yeah, I was like, this is crazy. I thought I was going to be hooting and hollering, throwing confetti, <laughs> throwing a party that I was leaving Utah State, but it was actually kind and of bittersweet. I feel like you're, it was like your week of your birthday mm-hmm. that you're moving out and you're like, oh, I'm actually going to stay an extra day because we're going to do this for my birthday and we're going to go do that. And I was mm-hmm. like, but, but, and I didn't care that you were leaving at all Utah State. I was just so happy that you were in a good place, that you were, mm-hmm. that you had good experiences, whether good and bad, mm-hmm. but that you learned from, that you had made a decision to play soccer and you were so excited about it. And you kept check. I think you kept gut checking yourself. I'm like, am I still excited to play soccer? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> I know. I was so nervous. Like a week into practices, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm loving it. But what if it goes away again? Like what if I all of a sudden show up to practice and I hate it and I still love it. And oh, that's so cool. I'm having the best time. So. Oh, good. But yeah, so I'm really glad me and Utah State left on good terms. I still, it's funny, I'm going up there today actually to visit just some of my friends, but I still get butterflies to drive up there. Like from, cause oh, I think I used to drive up there all the time to go to the dentist, which made me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I would drive up there to go to school, which made me nervous because I didn't like it. 
And so I'm so excited to go visit my friends, but mm. the thought of driving to Logan kind of makes me like, wait, are you actually doing that? It's like I thought you, I thought you hated there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little like... My body's like, oh, I thought you hated doing that, yeah. actually. <laughs> but the more you do it, the more... Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I love... Yeah, just the whole, like, how it all came around. And, mm -hmm. I mean, are you open to the idea of maybe going back to Utah State eventually? Or, I guess you just don't know where all, mm -hmm. where all this will lead, right? Yeah, so actually the plan was two of my um, best friends that I went to Utah State that were with me the whole ride. They were with me the whole time. But they left on a mission. And I was like, okay. And we kind of just briefly talked about it. We were like, okay, what if I went to Slick and played soccer for a year? Because at this point, I still didn't know how much I loved it. I just wanted to a change right. and whatever and so I was like I'll go play slick at soccer or I'll go play soccer at slick for a year you guys go on your missions and then we'll reconvene and meet up again and go to Utah State again afterwards okay. but now I mean obviously plans changed my friends on my missions are like I might go to UVU whatever but now I'm kind of taking the soccer route right. that's kind of where I'm headed I'm like I kind of want to keep playing so we'll see what happens we'll yeah. see if that that would be really cool if I ended up playing soccer at Utah State again yeah but you never know I have no idea so yeah. maybe I'm not cool. closed off to the idea to yeah. going back, but well, I think that's cool. I love that you're like now maybe you would go back. I mean, yeah. so that just kind of goes to show that you really did. I mean, not that everyone has to end on a good note. Cause sometimes like you might just find a place and be like, I don't ever want to go back there again. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay too. But I think it's cool that you came to that place, you know, more that you ended up actually liking it, yeah. leaving and stuff. You got through that hard year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe now you could tell us a little bit about soccer and kind of your experience and like even where you live and with who your roommates are and kind of your soccer journey. And well, except for would you rather talk about Spain first? I guess that came first. Okay, so let's talk about that first yeah, and then go into abroad. your soccer yeah. and your experience in Spain. Okay, so maybe if I did move home in January, I wouldn't have gone to Spain. But since I stayed up at Utah State, I ended up going to Logroño, Spain for Spanish study abroad. And I think that, I don't know what it is about travel that just makes me feel so independent. And I think what's cool about like seeing other parts of the world is it makes you feel super small in mm. like the best way ever. It's like, wow, my... I mean, obviously your problems are still valid and they still matter, but you're like, do they matter as much as I think they do? And it right. just gives you a perspective change that I think at that point in my life I really needed. So I went to Spain and I stayed with a host family. Shout out to Amanda, Carlos, and Lucia. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there for, I guess, five weeks because you, my mom and my grandma and my dad came to kind of quote unquote drop me off. And we stayed in Barcelona for a week and then... Or I guess Barcelona and San Sebastian for a week. And then I was in the program for four weeks. And I honestly was homesick for, I think, two days. And then the rest, I was like, this, I could stay here for so much longer. Like when the program ended, I was not, I think I could have stayed for another couple of weeks. Like it was so awesome and the best. I told my mom before the podcast, I was like, this is going to be a promo video for um, everyone to go on a study abroad because I think it's the coolest and funnest experience ever, and I think everyone should do one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's like taking me back listening to you because mine was about the same amount of time, mm -hmm. and I kind of had a similar thing where I was going through something hard, and that study abroad was like something to look forward to. So I mm -hmm. think my parents knew. Um, like, well, I had two friends that were going to do it, and anyway, and I had always kind of wanted to do it too, but. So yeah, it gave me something to look forward to. And it was very similar. I was a little homesick at first because I had never had the experience of living away, mm -hmm. but I'm so glad that I did. And yeah, I just loved it. Mine was to London and we traveled around, but oh, so <clears throat> traveled some other places and stuff too. But yeah, I feel the same. And it is like, um, just that new perspective that you get and you mm -hmm. see all these people living a totally different way than like you've mm -hmm. ever seen and lived. And it does like, it makes you, I love how you said it, it makes you feel small in a good way mm -hmm. because you're like wow, the world is so much bigger than just like, yeah, my little problems in Draper, Utah or <laughs> Riverton, yeah. Utah or whatever. Yeah. Like there's so much out there and mm -hmm. there's so much to be excited about. Like I remember just thinking, who knows, maybe I'll move back here someday. Yeah. And I still would. I'm like, I'd love to live in London. So I love that you had that. Yeah. That's making me think of another podcast is oh. Mar Marina's. Right. Marina actually, Lowe, yeah. because she lived so many places mm -hmm. and worked abroad and studied abroad. And she talks a lot about like, um, I wish I could remember a quote she said just about what traveling can do for you and seeing other cultures appreciate other just human beings and feeling a connection in this giant world where you are so small, but yet 
like we're all connected in so many ways and to learn that, um, I think she learned a lot about like being the minority in Japan and Mm -hmm. how that would feel like she would never know that because she was a white girl in California, you know? So anyway, I think travel is awesome and I'm so glad you had that experience. And Spain was a really cool country. Like that was amazing. We, and then we met this guy randomly. (laughs) Through dad. dad, through Little Caesars, he owns some Little Caesars in uh, yeah Madrid, and he took us around to like some amazing places we would never have been able to go just as tourists. But shout out Capo, yes, Capo is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps saying, "When is Whitney gonna come stay with us? When is I'm Whitney trying. gonna come back to Spain?" So anyway, and your family was amazing; they were so cool, and I think yeah. it was so good because they actually don't really know English. So Whitney was forced to like oh, use yeah. Spanish and um get to know their culture and through their eyes and their language. And anyway, I thought I am excited that you had the experience and slightly jealous. I will say yeah. that I wish I would have done that when I was younger. I don't think I even knew part of me is like, wow, it's like, Those you, even exist. yeah, I didn't know that was like an like opportunity. And I know that like in some way it's expensive and it's mm-hmm. a cost, but like, I know that there's different programs that you could apply to for scholarships or save up if it's a goal of yours, because I do think it's such a cool experience just for life perspective and, um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I remember, yeah, it was expensive and my parents, we worked it out. Like, I think we each contributed, you know, but I think that they knew it's kind of like similar, like that would be so good for me mm-hmm. to get away and, and so good for me to kind of get an outside. Cause I had been going through something hard. So, um, but something you said too stood out to me. I think it's great. Maybe like a first study abroad experience is great for like the month, like, yeah. like a summer thing, yeah. because for me too, like, I remember I was a little, well, I remember when I went, it was mother's day that first Sunday and it just kind of made me sad, like yeah. not to be home on yeah. mother's day. And I think I called home and, um, and my parents would probably be surprised to hear it. Like if my mom's listening, because I don't think I wanted them to know I was homesick. Cause I'm like, yeah. well, they sent me on this amazing trip, but it didn't last long because I was like, okay, this is four weeks. Like really I can do yeah. this. So you kind of hype yourself up. But then I think you're like, wow, that goes by fast. So mm-hmm. if I was, you know, if you're ever to do another one or if, people, you know, maybe start with a shorter one and then mm-hmm. kind of work your way up to longer times abroad and stuff yeah. that it would probably be a good stepping, you know, yeah. stepping stone. My best friend is actually doing a study abroad in Spain. It's in a different part. It's more Southern, but for the whole spring semester. And I'm so jealous. I oh, wanted, wow. Yeah. I want to go visit her. And that would be so cool. Cause you'd have like this really, like you're really yeah. living there. I mean, yeah. you, I feel like I was living there too. And I even say like, I lived in London. Like yeah. it sounds, it feels so cool to say that. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I lived in Spain for yeah. a month. <laughs> I can say that to my kids. And anyway, yeah. you'll know, I, Hallie's middle name's London. I don't know if you knew that, but oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I always thought I wanted cool. either to use it for a middle name or a name. So you'll have to find, maybe there's some place I'm in just Spain. Just name my kid can... Lagronio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some. Like, oh, this is Sally. This is Jessica. Yeah. And this is Lagronio. <laughs> or maybe a, your dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find a way to work or it San, in. But... Sebastian. Oh, true. San Sebastian Ooh. is my favorite spot in Spain. Every weekend, Ooh. the students in like my group would just plan a trip. And I went to San Sebastian three times. Oh, nice. Actually, my tell favorite. them about your experience in a, what's it called? Oh, a hostel. A hostel. I was in brothel. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Hostels, though, are crazy. I went to some hostels, too. <laughs> um, you're not going to have to put the E, the explicit sign. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just kidding. No, no. Just kidding. Hostel, That's so, so funny. funny. It was so funny. So we get, so most of our day trips, like if you take a bus from Legronio, you can get to San Sebastian or we went to Pamplona for this huge San Fermin festival. And it's the just, running of the bulls. Yeah, the running of the bulls. And it just takes like an hour. So most of our trips, we would just go early in the morning and then come back. But our very last weekend, we were like, we should make like a weekend trip and we should get there and stay the night. So we found this hostel and I like this girl just was in in charge and she was just one of those girls I was in charge. I was like, "Okay, I'm just going to leave it to you. Like, I'll just go with the flow. I'll leave whenever, stay wherever. So to make it the cheapest, you stay in this hostel, which is like normally if you don't have a big group, you just rent a bed in a room, not like a room in a hotel, but you just rent a bed. And so you could potentially be staying with like a bunch of random strangers, but we had a big enough group to fill up the whole room. But we're in San Sebastian. The sun's going down. We're like, okay, we should probably start walking to our hostel. And we see it's like a 45 minute hike and it's pitch black and it's just up the mountain of like (laughs) San Sebastian. And so we're hiking, we're all singing songs. We're all just like talking about random things 
And then we get there and it's like the tiniest kind of gross little hostel. <laughs> I get in the shower. I can't even move my arms out of my body because it's like so tiny. I'm like yeah. the only one that actually showered because <laughs> none of the boys could actually fit in the shower. They're mm. all too big. And so here I am with these people that were strangers three and a half weeks ago. And we're all just in bunk beds and just chatting it up at 2 a.m. And oh, that's so funny. laughing in this hostel and... It was so much fun. That was just one of the things I learned the most, I think, was um, when I first got to my class, I remember telling, like, my mom and my boyfriend, I was like, I, like, these are not the people that I would normally be friends with. Like, they don't really, like, and, like, I don't think, like, if it weren't for that, like, circumstance we were in, I don't think we would have been friends. But I just was like, wow, I totally judged these people, like, by their cover like I got super close with a lot of them I found out that I could relate to this whole group of girls about certain things and like we would meet up at the park after school and just talk and even the guys were super funny and got super close to and so I think that was a huge learning thing for me like wow I just kind of assumed like oh my gosh I don't have anything in common with these people we don't have any of the same interests like I don't think we'd be friends. And there was a lot of times where I was like, wow, me and these people are so different, like just personality and like interest wise. But like they became my best friends for the month and it was so much fun and we got to know each other so well. And I think that is another thing about traveling. Like obviously they were also from America and like from Utah, but you just have more in common with people than you would think. And I like that was one of the biggest things I learned. And then even my host family, like, they live on like the seventh floor of a tall apartment building. They walk everywhere. They don't have cars. Like mm. they speak a whole different language than me, but like we could still joke around at dinner and like talk about things that we had in common. Like I love photo and video. And my host dad told me like, Oh, I used to take photos all the time. I have this cool camera. Let me show you. And like, mm. even though the language barrier was kind of hard, like just one thing I learned out there was like, out there one thing I learned out there (laughs) one thing I learned in Spain is just you have more in common with people than you think and like we're all way more similar than you would ever think that we are yeah I love that yeah we have a lot more similarities than differences Mm -hmm. like yeah which you wouldn't think like that even sounds intimidating to me and that was another thing I was gonna say is I'm impressed with you because when I went I actually went with like two of my best friends who are still two of my best friends now so like you put yourself out there even more like going on your own and knowing like okay I might I may make friends in this month or I may kind of be doing this on my own so but I love what you said like meeting new people and realizing Mm -hmm. you can make friends with just about anyone and find find commonalities Mm -hmm. and things that you admire about anyone you know so yeah I even made friends like from Spain like there was Mm. this turf soccer field by right by my school and so I would just hop the fence every day and Mm. go play soccer and so these two kids one day hopped the fence and they were like just in broken English and like kind of Spanish they're like do you like can we play like do you have a soccer ball so we all ended up playing soccer together oh fun and then like followed each other on Instagram and then we met this other girl at that San Fermin running of the Bulls festival who we met on the bus and like she was like, I have to wait a couple hours till my boyfriend gets here. And so we were like, just coming out with us while you mm-hmm. wait. And so like we met her and talked to her. And so like there's just no boundaries on friendship. Like even if there's a language barrier, like like you said, like we're so much more similar than we are today. Yeah. Well, what what's cool, like you just said, is these days you can connect on social media yeah. and stay in touch. Like back then you know, if I met some people, I mean, even I actually, Facebook was around or soon after. So I'm a friends with a couple of people that I did the study abroad with. But other than that, I'm like, Oh, I it would be so cool to like keep in touch with some yeah. of those people, but it's really neat that you can do that. Yeah. You know? It is so, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was think, thinking about when you're talking about your family and communicating, like, I remember you were like, what if there's a language barrier and they don't know I'm funny? No, I was so, <laughs> <laughs> because it's late, but I thought it was so funny because within like a first few hours, the dad like said you were so funny. Yeah, me and Carlos really just hit it off. I think his um, humor and my humor, I just feel like we're very similar. And sometimes we'd make jokes and the host mom would be like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you just said that. But me and Carlos are just dying. Oh, funny. And so, yeah, that was one of my worries. I was like, I am funny in English or at least I, at least I think I'm funny in English. Yeah. But I'm like, what if in Spanish I'm not funny or like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty sarcastic, so I'm like, what if in Spanish I'm rude, or like, what do I... And like, will it translate? Yeah. I was worried about nothing. Me and Carlos really just... The <laughs> banter, vibe. the banter at the dinner <laughs> table was 
It was awesome. Oh, I love that. That's cool too. Like that's another takeaway is it seems like humor is kind of universal. I mean, maybe not in every culture. Like I hear, well, I shouldn't say it, but I think there's certain (laughs) cultures that maybe, but you don't know, like individuals, like you said, you and Carlos vibed. Do I sound too old to say that? Hallie, Hallie will listen and be like, that was embarrassing when you said that. (laughs) But still, that's a word that people say, vibed. (laughs) And then I was thinking about when you, I said, what are you doing? Like, how's the hostel or whatever? You're like, Oh my gosh, it's so disgusting and I'm so hot and tired, but this is amazing. No. <laughs> I wish I could find your text because I was like, oh wow, that is like two different, like this is, I could just picture you like hot and sweaty yeah. and tired and gross. But I can't get in the shower, but oh my gosh, this is a cool like, experience. No, I literally think that's what I said. I think you were like, how's it going? I said, I'm hot and I'm sweaty and I'm tired and I feel disgusting, but I, I'm having the time of my life. Yes, that's what yeah, I think I said. Your life, yeah. I was like, when have... I ever done this? And when am I ever going to get to do this again? No. Like, it was so fun. And, and especially I, so young. Like, yeah, it's just such a unique yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think, like I said, like, I wouldn't have thought this the first week, but the, like, different, the such different personalities of the people I was with made it so funny mm. and so fun. And just, like, I, yeah, there was, like, kids who were super, like, quiet but then would randomly just say like the funniest thing and it's like 2 a.m and we're all delirious and then (laughs) I I just like the dynamic of it all was just so awesome and so funny because like I said we all like are more similar than different but like all of our personalities were so different and so I think it just made for like the funniest conversations and topics so yeah it was so so fun. fun that's awesome it's taking me back. I'm like, but you really can't recreate. Like I, we stayed in a hostel up in Scotland and in Inverness. It's like way Northern Scotland. Mm-hmm. So like boonies, I mean, it was, and it's just like that. Exactly. How you yeah. explained like, this is gross and weird and like kind of scary, but also like really awesome. And you're having, you're having what is your this? life. Yeah, yeah. Like where am I? And I feel like I'm in, I remember just feeling like, I don't even feel like I'm like in this world. Like it felt so yes, different than anything I'd ever experienced. Yeah. yeah. This is so different. And it's yeah. cool. Like you just can't ever recreate that uh-huh. unless maybe you go on another study abroad. No, so. I actually <laughs> was talking to my, one of my roommates about that. I told her, I was like, there are just some things that you can't learn until you go out of a different or like out of your country. There are just things that you can't learn unless you go experience it. And I think all of the lessons I learned through the study abroad and through like immersing myself in a different culture and through meeting all these people and even learning Spanish and having to speak a different language. Like I could tell everyone about it and I can tell people how it made me feel and tell them how I learned, but it's just something that you can't learn for yourself unless you actually go do it. It's such a unique, yeah. Thing. Which is why I tell everyone to go do a study abroad. Just the promotional yeah. part. Yep. Of- <laughs> yeah. And it is expensive. I know like I, you know, probably sounds like coming from a little bit of a like quote unquote privileged place to be like, everyone, you got to go do it, but you can find ways. I know there are scholarships Mm -hmm. and I know that like, yeah, saving, I mean, even if it's a shorter one and I'm sure there's closer ones too. Like, so yeah, I think that there's ways, like if people really want to travel and do it, there's ways that you can make it work. And I was thinking too, like, I think I learned a lot from my um, experience in college. Like I feel like I was rushing everything like, Oh, hurry up and get my degree and Mm. you know, go fast. And I think with Whitney, sometimes it's like, Oh wow, yeah, just take the time. Like so if you took a semester off and you worked, although if your parents are like, Don't tell this advice, but yeah. um but take yeah, a semester off and work so that you was can just yeah. save up for it. Yeah, yeah that's we, great we point. learned a lot. You so. could do that. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we're learning as we go as parents. But um but yeah, like take the semester off to to save the money because the experience is like priceless, I oh, guess. It's so you know? That's it's true. So and instead of being like, oh, I can't take a semester off because I've got to get done in four years or whatever. Like yeah. in the long run, what's that extra six months? Yeah. Like if travel is important, it doesn't have to be that it is to everyone. Right. But if yeah. you feel that like need to, no, then, yeah, that's, that's what, a way. Like like you said, like obviously it's a very um, like privileged like, position, position to be in. Yeah, yeah, to be able have to have the say, opportunity. Oh, I, I went on a study abroad and you should too. But <laughs> yeah. even if it's not a study abroad, like even how I just booked the cheapest possible flight to Hawaii and did it in the cheapest possible way. Like even that I feel like taught me some things just being outside of a, whatever type of bubble that you're in, whether it's a bubble in your head, like kind of where I was at, like everything sucks. Like everything's cold and pale, like just to get out of whether it's your like mental bubble or your actual physical, like where you live type of bubble. I think that's a very good thing for everyone to experience. And there are cheap ways to do it too. Right. Hostels guys. Well, that's what I was just thinking. Actually. I'm like, are there hostels in the U S like, do we know? Cause they're everywhere in in Europe and that is what it is. It's like for young traveling students and kids. And I, maybe there is, but 
I wonder, you know, cause that could be something else here. Like go to the South. I mean, I have never even been to the South in, in our country and I've heard it's totally different. Like that's something yeah. I'd love to experience. So I feel like even younger people or whatever, like, yeah, maybe just try to find someone to stay with or like a hostile type situation mm-hmm. just even here in the U S I'm sure there's lots of new experiences yeah. or like New York city. That's I mean, I yeah, New, new York, York is amazing. Yeah. I know you guys went there last year and so did I, and it's a whole different experience, yeah. it's like a whole different way of living and Every time I go to New York, I kind of have that same feeling like, wow, yeah. the world is big. The world is so cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's this trend on TikTok and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous for my presentation or, oh, I'm so stressed. And then it just like zooms out and it's like, we're literally on a rock and you're <laughs> yeah. so tiny. tiny like you are so life. small. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. That's one of the well, cool and even things. remembering this little speck is such a small part of my whole life too. Yeah. Sometimes I try yeah. to remind my kids of that. Like it seems so important right now, this test or whatever you're doing that feels stressful, but trust me, like in 10 years, you're not even going to remember that you had to take this test or do this thing. Like, or maybe you will, but it won't seem near as traumatic and and important or stressful. Yeah. So I think that's what's so like another big lesson I learned is when I was in the thick of my, just like I said, my rot, I guess of it, Mm -hmm. Utah state, it felt so like, even when my mom was like, it's only four months, like you can do it. I was like, that literally feels impossible. Like, I don't think I can go live up there for four months. And so obviously when people are in the thick of it and it feels, I say it like, it feels so big right now, like that's valid and how you feel is valid. But that is one of the biggest things I've learned. Like it's eventually not going to feel as big anymore. Right. And maybe that's why I love traveling so much is because it makes you feel so small Mm. and you're like, oh, I was feeling so big and I was feeling these big emotions, but which are valid, but also like they're actually kind of small. Yeah. (laughs) In the grand scheme of things. If you can get through it. yeah, Yeah. Like you'll look back and be like, oh, that wasn't. I mean, yeah. it was still hard. And like you said, like validate those emotions for sure. But yeah, yeah I love that. Like that bird's eye view or however you would yeah, explain that's it. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's a good yeah. description. Yeah. Well, neat. I love that. And then, so you came home and after study abroad, and then you kind of jumped into training for soccer, right? Yeah. So actually while I was in Spain, uh, one of my teammates reached out and was like, Hey, like, do you want to move in with us? So I like planned out all of my like living situation and like, Girls were moved in before I even got back from Spain. Mm. But I was like, that Alia, my, one of my roommates actually said, she's like, that's how I knew you were cool with was when you texted on the group chat and said, hey, I'm actually in Spain, so I can't move in for another week. I was like, <laughs> I knew you were going to be cool. Like, <laughs> So I was like, okay, thanks. So yeah, I literally got home and I think like two days later, there was like an open play. And then a week after I got home was when training actually like started because I got home july 20 something 23rd maybe and practices like legit practices started august 1st so i jumped right into soccer and i literally loved it and i live with five of my other teammates and then there's like a couple more that are like next door to us in the apartment and we all just love each other and have so much fun and we're having a little friendsgiving slash friends miss party today (laughs) and it's so fun fun. i love it (laughs) And you guys did awesome. Like your team did so well. So that probably was a little cherry on top. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, we won our conference and then we made it to nationals and we didn't get as far as we wanted, but But we still made it. Playoffs, right? I mean, not many people get that opportunity, I feel like, to even do playoffs in a college sport. Like, that's really cool. That's awesome. No, I'm going to brag about Whitney for a second. Yes. (laughs) I just do it. Anyway, I think Whitney has always been, yeah, like a really good teammate and a really hard worker. And so every team she's been on, she usually ends up being the captain, whether it was her high school team or I know she doesn't want me to say these things, but, or her (laughs) comp team. And she just kind of becomes a leader. And I think that you came in not only like not you taking a whole year off and then coming in, you're really a sophomore in school, but you're technically a freshman Mm -hmm. soccer player. Um, and you just took it, whatever, like, do I, if I get to play, you put in your hard work. If I don't get to play, I'm still cheering for the team. Like, and then you got hurt right when you felt like you were making momentum playing more. So I know that was super frustrating for you, but like your coach told you, like you never changed, like you still cheered, you still were a good teammate, whether you were playing or hurt or not playing, like it didn't matter. And you were a really good teammate. So I think as a parent like that, like is I know meaningful, like we want you to be really good at soccer and succeed, but also like your, um, personality and the type of teammate you are and the type of person you are. I think that your team like realized that really soon that you were just like a good teammate and a good friend and you're supportive of all the girls and, and the coaches noticed that as well. And 
So anyway, it was so fun to watch you play. We all, every once in a while, we're like, wow, I can't believe we're here. We like are back watching Whitney play. She came out of retirement and it's so fun. (laughs) I think that every day I like go to practice and I'm like, wow, am I really playing soccer again? This is crazy. And then I run sprints. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm really playing. And sprints weren't your favorite, right? I remember you saying that last year. I actually, have you come to like it? Now that I've trained for the marathon. Oh, actually I've always just liked sprinting better than long distance. Oh, okay. Maybe it was the long distance you said. And especially now, um, that I had trained for the marathon for so long and ran friggin' 15 miles just cause I would way rather do sprints. Okay. I'm that's like, what it was. I put was me like, on the line and make yeah, me do a full long distance yeah. sprint, but you asked me to run three miles and I will not. Yeah. I know. <laughs> sprint. Well, I shouldn't say I know, but I see my kids do it. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks crazy. hard as I'm yeah. sitting here watching my kids do soccer practice. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Running is not my, I, I've always wanted to run, but it just never made it work. <laughs> but that just made me think we never mentioned it the first of this podcast, but anyone listening that hasn't heard Whitney's, I mean, I think we did say we had John last fall, yeah. but we didn't really explain like what it was. Yeah, Maybe we yeah. briefly did, but it was really cool how she went into, you know, training for the marathon and then what the experience was like in New York, but like getting through the hard parts of the training. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a great interview so you have a lot of wisdom and thank you for i young... am taking a philosophy class oh cool so i would say that is the source of all my wisdom nice so. well yep. you seem like a pretty yeah. wise person in general <laughs> but actually i love that she's taking a philosophy class because we yeah. have like super deep like oh, thought yeah. out like mind i don't know conversations that mind blowing i don't know i didn't finish my sentence mind <laughs> my mind is blown by her <laughs> what That's she so learned cool. Didn't you do one at Utah State too, or was that just you were psychology. reading that? I took a psychology class. Oh, psychology. Oh. Getting into what was I reading? Marcus Stoicism Aurelius. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was reading the Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and I loved yes. the like Stoicism kind of outlook. Because I bought stuff. that book for Luke. Well, I kind of bought it for myself, but then I ended up giving it to Luke, and he's loving it. He's almost yeah. done with it, and it's really good. Yeah, he says it's awesome. So I plan to read that next. Yeah. But... Marcus Aurelius, Socrates, Descartes. That's actually why I'm smart and full of wisdom. <laughs> it's just because I from them. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah. I'd love to go back and take a philosophy class. I know. Class. I would too, actually. Sounds that's why so I love cool. talking to you I love it. it. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking one. Kind I know. Of. And that's like the one, like my mom is the one person who I know will find it as interesting as me. Like sometimes mm. I'll talk to like my friends or like my boyfriend and they're like, oh, wow, wait, that's like super cool. And I'm like, no, like I need you to build off of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like really do you deep. think like we have a soul? Like, do you think, <laughs> like, what do you think after? Like, <laughs> we'll start, we'll have our next podcast episode. We'll, yeah, we'll start a philosophy with Whitney. Yes. Because I love to talk about that kind of stuff. So. I'm on board. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, yeah. What else? Is there anything else we wanted to touch on? But I love this conversation. It's been, what are you doing next? Yeah. Okay, but do you know what you're doing next? <laughs> um, I don't love making plans more than like a month into the future, but I did tell my coaches in our last meeting that I am staying for next fall. So I'm going to finish out the spring and then stay for one more fall season for soccer. And then depending on, where I am at that point, either be done with soccer or keep playing at like a four-year college. And hopefully I'm going to do another study abroad, but I want to actually do one for a full semester this time. Mm. And yeah. That would be cool. Do you want to go back to Spain or do something like totally different? I really do want to go back to Spain, but I don't know. I feel like if I do another study abroad, I need to go. But that's the thing is I also want to keep learning Spanish. So I'm like, Spain is a really good place to do that. Well, yeah, there's two ways. Like you could go back to Spain and really get to know Spanish and Mm -hmm. the country of Spain, which could be super cool. Or you could go somewhere else and get a new experience. I don't think you can go wrong either way. Yeah. So just whatever you feel led to. But yeah, (laughs) and I think what you're saying earlier, how you, mom, when you were younger, you just felt like you had to speed through like college I think that was my mindset going into college because I didn't like it I was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna take double the credits next semester and just get it over with (laughs) yeah get out of here and now I'm like you know I do want to do a couple more study abroads and staying at slick is gonna slow down my school because I'll already have my associates but I'll be at a two-year school for another semester but it's worth it to keep playing soccer and if I like want to finish my four years of soccer but like slow down school so I can do another study abroad once season's over like I'm okay to slow down school if like it makes me 
happy, which is crazy. Yeah. Because I used to want to speed up school to make me happy. Well, once you're done with school, you're just going to be working. Not that there's anything bad with that either because there could be some cool – and you can travel. Like, you're making money. You can do – you know. But, again, like, you can't ever get that college experience back as well. So, yeah, yeah, why not just do what you want to do and – And I think, actually, one of the girls on the Spain trip, she wasn't from Utah. There was a group with us that came from New York. But she, because I was asking her kind of what her plan was, and she talked about going to law school. And she actually did a study abroad at Oxford for law. Oxford would be cool. Yeah, which was super cool. Yeah. But she kind of said, she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to stay in school as long as I possibly can. (laughs) And in my head, like, where my mindset was, I was like, why would you say that? Like, yeah. Why on earth would you want to go to school longer than you like have to? Have to? Right. And now I'm like, I can slow things down and I can even still take a year off and come back yeah. and go to school. Like I don't like, obviously my mom doesn't want me to be 40 and not have a bachelor's <laughs> okay. degree, but fine. <laughs> or you can just get but multiple yeah, degrees. You've heard of yeah. those people that are like, <laughs> no, I, I have a degree in this and a degree in that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm like, okay, if playing soccer still is going to slow down my education. I'm, I love soccer. So it's okay. Like, but you're getting to do something that you love. Like again, unique experience that you can't ever really replicate down the road. So yeah, why not do that soccer? I think that's awesome. Um, So cool. I was thinking if you want to put a plug in for Whitney J films. Oh yeah. Good idea. She's been doing, yeah, some weddings and family photos and yeah, that's actually exciting. I have my first ever travel gig oh, cool. to film an elopement in a couple Fun. weeks in San Diego, which is, which is super born. awesome. Super. Yeah. Full circle moment. I was yeah. born in San Diego. But yeah. So if you want to follow me at Whitney J A E films on Instagram, I will take your photos or yeah. video of whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, I really you like, like your photos. Um, like home co- mission, yes. like LDS mission homecomings, and yeah, family photos, friends, couples, weddings, I've weddings, seen weddings, and then video. You'll do video and still yep. photography. Yep. Cool. I love it. Yeah, you're really good at it. That's Thank fun. you. Thanks so we'll so link that in the notes here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Promo for study abroad <laughs> and my business. Yeah. 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 Like, oh wait, yeah, we're recording a podcast right now. <laughs> good idea. Like, Add those like, details. Forgot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we're just chatting and having fun here, but. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we'll link that. People link over and check out her work. She's really talented. I love, like, you have a very, gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. It just looks like you capture natural things, like, in the moment. That is exactly what I go for. just looks really, like, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Like, mystical is not the right word, but what is it? Yeah, like, it's a darker um, style. Magic, like, not magical. That sounds Unicorns, rainbow. But not... It's not like there's like sparkles or anything, but it's more just like, I don't know, like earthy or what's the word? I don't know. That's kind of, I like it. Um, the style I'm going for is more of like kind of cinematic, like documentary. Like you said, like like capturing moments and stuff like smile and look right into my lens. So thank you. That's kind of what I'm going for. So great. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't botch that. I'm like, I don't know how to say this, but (laughs) this is what it gives the fills that it gives me. So awesome all right well this is so fun should I we i we... felt like i was just chatting it up i with know some friends. Was yeah. like, oh good we can... <laughs> morning coffee chat yeah this morning i was like trying to get out the door and she's trying to get out the door but she slept at home last night so we were like both like kept talking but then we looked at the clock like okay we gotta go okay but one more thing yeah. <laughs> this is just our continuing our conversation yeah from this morning so um all right well we always ask the question how do you find beauty in life after going through these transitions um I mean just kind of what I said like there's just things that you can't learn and can't know without going through something and so like just the whole my whole perspective on like how small we really are and like how similar we actually are like I couldn't have figured that out I mean there's different degrees that I probably could have figured it out while staying in Utah but just not to that extent and so like you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order to grow and learn things and so yeah, I think obviously looking back, would I ever, would I ever want to go through what I did at Utah State again? No, but I do think it led me to meet some really cool people and it led me, I mean, it's the reason why I have my teammates who are like my best friends now. And it's like the reason that I met the people who are still up at Utah State that I'm going to visit. And so, yeah, I just think most of the time, if you go through something hard, there's going to be things that come out of it that you probably wouldn't have had if you didn't go through them. Mm, yeah perfect i love that so true and so wise thank you thank you yes. 
Well, thanks. Thanks for taking the time for yes, us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well. Love you. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and follow it along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at beautiful shifts podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We the Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life Take this trip